Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. Today I'm going to start off by telling you about my first exposure to the show Amazing Stories. I was not a watcher of Amazing Stories when it first came out. I didn't even know it was on. It was just one of those shows I happened to not realize was out at the time. But a couple of months passed, and it had been running, and I was going to have a sleepover around Halloween at one of my friend's house. It was a friend whose house I'd never slept over before. I didn't really even spend that much time at his house before this. We were kind of newly minted friends. So it was going to be around Halloween, and I think it might have been his first sleepover as well. And his mother made a big deal of it. She got a lot of treats, she had rented some movies, and they had a VCR and had recorded episodes of Amazing Stories. It turns out this friend of mine was a huge fan of the show, and he would remain a big fan. I remember even years later him talking about how the show went way before its time. So I went over to his house, he had two little brothers, and we started watching Amazing Stories, then we moved on to horror films. It was a great time. We ate candy, my stomach hurt, amazing. Now, we were in the sort of living room area of the house, and in the living room of their house, their family pet was not allowed. Now, they had some cats, and I'm not just saying some cats, like two, but they had cats that had had kittens. So in this house were kittens, and I was really itching to play with them. So after we had finished watching all these movies, and we were getting ready for bed, the kittens were unleashed into the bedroom. It had been a long time since my family owned cats. We had had a couple of outdoor cats when I was younger, and then we had had dogs pretty much since then. But I loved cats. I loved playing with them. And the simple joy of playing with kittens and puppies is something everyone in life should witness. So I was laying in my sleeping bag on the floor, kittens crawling all over me. It was a great old time. And I did that right up until I went to sleep. I was exhausted. Now, if you've seen Amazing Stories, you might realize that it's a show that sometimes goes into the horror part of things. And after watching a night of these type of shows, you couldn't help but have them fall into your dreams and your subconscious. So when I woke up, what had happened was something I wasn't prepared for. I woke up and opened my eyes, or at least tried to open my eyes. They wouldn't open. And I tried to talk, but there wasn't much noise coming out. So I started freaking out. This, of course, woke up my friend whose house I was sleeping over, and he started screaming. And this screaming woke up his little brothers who shared the same room with him, who also started freaking out. So I tried to get up. I was kind of groping around, but couldn't get my eyes quite open. I could barely see out of a slit. And then they're freaking out. I grab my face, and it doesn't even feel like my face. So I think, oh my gosh, what's happened to me? Are they playing a trick on me? What's going on? And so I start trying to pull at what's on my face. Suddenly, I hear an adult voice come in. And at this point, everybody's panicked. And if you didn't guess... What I had discovered that night, and I guess it had just come up, is I'm allergic to cats, and I just didn't play with cats or had exposure to cats. I was basically wearing a cat mask all night. I had kittens on my face. So when I woke up, I had this distorted, puffed up, horribly closed up face and was having difficulty breathing because I was so clogged up. Luckily, my friend's mother happened to be a nurse, so she tried wiping the stuff off my face and at the same time was getting me toward her car. Now, I'm not sure if they were going to call an ambulance or if she knew what she was doing. I imagine she did. 
she started driving me to the hospital. While that was happening, and she's wiped some of my face, my one eye starts clearing up. Well, I guess this made her happy that I reacted like that. And she continued to give me a cold rag, which I continued to wash off my face, and eventually things started to get back to normal. We drove to my house. My mother freaked out when she saw me, but but she happened to realize what an allergic reaction was, and I think they gave me an antihistamine or something that pretty much knocked me out. And when I woke up a little bit later, my face was all cleared up. I'll never forget the morning that I woke up after a night of candy binge eating and amazing stories to realize that I had been plunked down in one of those stories, turned into some sort of weird cat monster by these adorable kittens. On today's show, we're going to talk about the show Amazing Stories. It's one of those shows that kind of goes under people's radar, which is a shame because it was a great anthology series. We're going to talk about the run of the show. We'll talk a little bit about the people behind it. We'll talk about some notable episodes and directors. We'll talk about the show's reception, its wonderful music, and we'll talk about where you can see Amazing Stories now. We have an amazing episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. you probably could guess from my intro story, Amazing Stories was a fantasy horror and science fiction anthology series, sort of in the vein of The Twilight Zone or Night Gallery. Often a lot less creepy, a little bit more humor in it than some of those earlier shows. It was created by a guy you probably have never heard of before, Steven Spielberg, and it ran on NBC from September 29th, 1985 till April 10th, 1987. That's two seasons, 24 episodes in total. At the same time, it was also aired in Britain on BBC One and BBC Two, where it was given the title of Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. And over there, it was run quite erratically, sometimes in early morning, sometimes in the evening, and sometimes really late at night. The title of the show, Amazing Stories, is probably familiar to people who are fans of science fiction because there was a magazine called Amazing Stories that was the first dedicated completely to science fiction. That magazine got its start way back in 1926, and according to Steven Spielberg, was one of the magazines that his father read when he was a kid. So it gave him exposure to science fiction and probably turned him into the storyteller that he would become. When he was coming up with the idea to do the show, he decided to license the name Amazing Stories. So in a way, the Amazing Stories TV show is a spin-off, sort of, of the Amazing Stories magazine. The show had good budget, and decent advertisement at the time, and when it came on, it had great amount of talent behind it, especially on the director's side of things. Even Steven Spielberg would come on and direct some of the more notable episodes like Ghost Train and The Mission, but he wasn't the only one who was directing it. You had Burt Reynolds. You had Bob Clark. Bob Clark directed A Christmas Story. You had Clint Eastwood 
You had Martin Scorsese, yet Irving Kirshner, Timothy Hutton, Danny DeVito, Todd Holland, Kevin Reynolds, Robert Zemeckis, Paul Michael Glazer, Nick Castle, Brad Bird, even Toby Hooper all stepped in and directed episodes of Amazing Stories. Some of my favorite episodes, and I think if you watch the show, you'll agree they're quite notable, and I'll get one of the most obvious ones out of the way. It's the one that actually got a spinoff called Family Dog, and it took a couple of years, but six years after it ran on Amazing Stories, Family Dog became an animated show on CBS and ran for 10 episodes before being pulled off the schedule. Some other episodes that I find fascinating are ones that predate ideas that would happen in movies much later. Firstly is that Bob Clark directed episode called Remote Control Man, which if you have to watch one episode of Amazing Stories, and I know this is debatable by a lot of people, you should see this one, especially if you're a fan of retro television. It's about a guy who gets a remote control and can change things by pointing the remote and doing things, which to me sounds a lot like the plot of that movie with Adam Sandler where he has the remote control. What's great about Remote Control Man, which premiered December 8th, 1985, was that he changed his family members to be other people who were on television already. So his one son became Gary Coleman, his other son became Face, Dirk Benedict, and he changed his wife to be Barbara Billingsley, which he chose after he had already changed her into some sort of uh, swimsuit model. I think the one who was his original son, actually, is Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk in The Goonies. As it turns out at the end... The big problem was that the guy was addicted to television too much, and I think he learns that lesson from Ed McMahon and knows he needs to shut off the TV to spend time with his family, to take control and make them into the family he wants. So a lesson is learned. Another episode from the first season is called Secret Cinema, and Secret Cinema is a lot like The Truman Show, or maybe even Ed TV. It's about a woman who is being manipulated and filmed by a group of people into this humorous movie that everybody thinks is hilarious and is watching. And that was back in 1986. Patrick Swayze makes an appearance in an episode called Life on Death Row, which is about a guy who has magical powers to heal people, which sounds an awful lot like the plot of The Green Mile. Now, I'm sure somebody else must have looked into that, and I guess it's difficult to say that you own an idea, but... I do find those episodes particularly similar to future projects. Two other episodes that I like a lot are Miss Stardust, which is the final episode of the series in general, which has Weird Al Yankovic in it, playing an alien that you really have to see to believe. It is unusual to say the least. And there's another episode that's quite poignant called Magic Saturday, which if you're a retro fan is kind of sweet. It's about a grandfather and his grandson who switch places, sort of like a Freak Friday. And the grandfather gets to have a great day being young again. And at the same time, the kid who's in the grandfather's body is starting to get real sick. So it becomes a race against time to get the two together so that they could switch bodies back. It's very sweet, kind of nice. And now, this message. Monday when Alf gives the tree a real trimming. Merry Christmas! Will the family give him the axe? Let's move on to New Year's. An amazing stories encore celebration. Got that bag and raise those mittens. The Christmas one boy can save. Monday. The fun, all the shows A to Z and the facts. What's behind what you see? TV guy, the whole world of TV. That's entertainment. The stars 
Underneath all the glow and the news From the people who know TV Guide It's a fabulous show So buy a TV Guide And read TV Guide That's entertainment Hi, this is Eileen Graff You know, I played the mom on Mr. Belvedere Yeah, well you are listening to The Retroist the show had some great actors in it, had some great directors. It also had an amazing soundtrack from its main title, done by John Williams. John Williams doing all the music for Steven Spielberg and, of course, the music for Star Wars. Needs no introduction. But you also had some great other talent brought on. You had Bruce Boughton, who had done the music for Monster Squad and Ice Pirates, and later would do Tiny Tunes. You had David Shire, who's the husband of Talia Shire, who did the music for a lot of Francis Ford Coppola's movies, The Conversation, All the President's Men, all that great stuff. God bless nepotism. In Remote Control Man, you had Arthur B. Rubenstein, who has done a lot of stuff. Most notably, he worked with John Badham on War Games, which, I don't need to tell you, has a great soundtrack. If you like the music of John Williams and really respect that type of composition, the soundtrack was released as a whole, a couple of years ago, so you can get it, and it's a three-volume collection that has six CDs available. And if you like the work of the composers I've mentioned, plus others like Jerry Goldsmith, Danny Elfman, and Thomas Newman, you should pick this up. You will not be disappointed. It makes for great background music for just about whatever you're doing around the house. It gives it a bit of drama. <laughs> So while the series would not be a huge ratings hit, it ranked 40th in Season 1 and 46th in Season 2. Plus it was real expensive, which isn't great. It was critically very well received. It received 12 Emmy Awards and won 5 of them. The first season episode, The Amazing Fallsworth, earned its writer, Mick Garris, an Edgar Award for the best episode in a TV series. That's a good episode. It has uh, Billy Goldenberg's music in it and was directed by Peter Hyams. Sadly, like all good things, they do come to an end, and after only two seasons, the show was canceled. Reminds me a lot of what happened to Night Gallery. Just had its fans, but couldn't carry over to a third season, or couldn't convince the people up top that it was worth keeping around for a third, fourth, even fifth season. But, luckily, if you're an Amazing Stories fan, the complete first season of the show was released on DVD in the U.S. in July of 2006. Sadly, we're still waiting on season two to appear, which is odd since both seasons have been released in Japan and Europe in their entirety. I guess in the U.S. there's just not enough interest to get season two put out on DVD. Here's a little interesting fact. Three of the episodes were packaged together as an anthology film and released theatrically in Australia. It would later appear in Laserdisc, and I hear a lot of people talking about the particular Laserdisc like it's some special thing that was never on TV, as Amazing Stories, the movie. I think I spotted that once on VHS. I actually have been interested in seeing if it's put together with any sort of 
extra editing, but I have yet to lay my hands on a copy. About a half a decade ago, the Sci-Fi Channel had started playing Amazing Stories, and that was a, a coup for me. Sadly, it was a kind of irregularly that they would play them. Then it went away altogether, so I was left not being able to get my hands on Season 2. But then Netflix, great Netflix, started offering both seasons of Amazing Stories in streaming, which I have taken full advantage of and have watched both seasons. But remember, since Season 2 is yet to be released on DVD... If you're not doing the streaming things, you can only get season one via mail. So as I said, Amazing Stories is a show canceled before its time. But when you see the production value, when you see the talent behind it, you can almost see why this show was way too big to be contained by television for too long. It's a shame that the effort that went into it and the end product didn't get the audience that it deserved. So much like being a fan of Night Gallery, or any other short-lived anthology series, you have to be contended with what you can get. So, this summer, why not treat yourself, maybe get a Netflix subscription, or at least pick up Season 1 on DVD, sit back, get yourself a big old bag of candy, enjoy yourself some amazing stories. I think you'll find that it does a great job of storytelling while giving it the look and feel of high-end TV production of the 80s, which in itself is its own treat. Just make sure to keep the cats off your face while watching it. Very important. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. If you like classic television, and this episode was all about classic television, so hopefully you did, we have a new TV section to The Retroist, and you can get to that at tv.retroist.com. This to go along with the game section. Sadly, they never made an Amazing Stories game, although someone should get on that. If you like classic games, you might want to check out that section at games.retroist.com. If you want to discuss Amazing Stories or any other things that are retro, why not drop by The Retroist Forum at retroist.com forum. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have an amazing weekend. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.